Welcome back, everyone, to R2 Cast number 37. Today we have Trina MacArthur. Katrina, if you'd like to say hello there. Hello, everyone. Before we get on into another excellent episode of the R2 Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer, a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry. The Scottish Farmer's got it for you. So, Katrina, uh, well, I was, or maybe the other way around, I was made aware uh, of Katrina about a month ago when we were both in the same uh, Sunday Times article, which we'll get into at some point. And I honestly, like, I don't know if you if you were aware of myself, but I wasn't aware of you, and I don't quite understand how because <laughs> no, I know, I don't know how I, I don't know, I wasn't aware of you either. And then once I got on your page, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exact same thing, yeah, yeah, no idea how how you just sort of assume when you've been doing this for a year or so. And you've got whatever sort of follow and you're like oh I know everyone that's doing this <laughs> I know I know exactly I know I think when you do it when you run an Instagram page as well you're kind of doing it for your followers so you never really I always forget I need to be following other people you know to it's like some oh. nights I'll be sitting and I'm, I start following I hate more folk you know um because you're always just posting for your your own page you're never really looking on others yeah well I mean I've actually got another account where I follow people like follow uh, like I, I follow sports a lot so I follow sport, uh, you know footballers athletes that sort of thing mm-hmm. and uh, I like try not to do that in this account because yeah. I only try oh it's very that's oh, like me I've got my personal page where I post all my you know it's, it's a private page or just an ordinary Instagram post my nights out and things like that so I try and keep those followers different <laughs> yes well it, it's a different demographic isn't it um, yeah definitely I mean, to be honest, since I started all this stuff, I barely ever post on my personal page. I know, I'm saying that, yeah. Uh, just so caught up in this whole life. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're from you're from a farm, you know? Could you yep. tell us a bit about that? Uh, maybe where yep. it is um, and was, what you're, you're working on the farm. Was that always going to be the case? <clears throat> um, yeah, so growing up on the family farm, it's near Nairn, about six miles from Nairn. So sort of muddy coast um but along that bit just Nairn's kind of between Inverness and Elgin um so yeah I grew up there I've got three uh, two sisters one of three girls so I'm the middle uh, daughter um we farm about a thousand acres and um, beef sheep and arable um I actually now live through and uh, Huntley with my fiance he's a farmer through there but I'm on the road all the time I'm back here every week um I'm, I'm at home just now actually um my blue texels are alarming just now so all my spare time is is on the farm um and then I work for Aberdeen and Northern Marts four days a week um so yeah that's kind of story busy it's, it's funny I love having folk on this and yeah you're like oh they've got a cool story and then they're like oh I do this and this and this yeah <laughs> <laughs> I yeah like, okay. I know I know I know um so yeah so no I'm still um we my sisters and I we form in partnership with my mom and dad so um it's just a family team effort yep I saw all three of you all three of the sisters yeah involved, yeah, yeah yeah um my although we're all we're all actually with only farmer sons as well so our our partners are all they're all committed to kind of home as well um so um Lynn my older sister she lives at Bankery um she her her fiance, she's just nearly got engaged tonight. Her fiance is Beef and Arable, um, and then Lynn works for Aberdeen and Northern Marts as well. So she's actually full time with the Mar. Um, and then my younger sister, she works in a in a nursery, so nursery teacher, so in a school. But she's involved as well. Home. We all kind of put a bit in. It sounds like she's going to become quite the dynasty of, of <laughs> just this big collective of farms. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. I, uh, yeah, that, that would be ideal. But as you know, that doesn't always go to plan. Um, yeah, no, um, they're all, my fiance, he's just arable and he does contracting. They used to have stock on their farm, but they're just all arable and contracting. And Lynn's partner, he's um, cows and arable and Duncan's cows and arable. Uh, Lynn's actually got sheep now. She's ventured into sheep too, just from home having sheep. She's got Johnny in, in the yows. I don't know if he's just best pleased about it, but he's uh, <laughs> he's going with it anyway. They're they're making a, they're making good money, so yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, sort of slipped a wee bit just now, but they'll pick up. Yes, I but it, it has slipped, but slipped back to a figure we still weren't looking at two years ago. You I know, know exactly. It, I know uh, price of a store lamb is still what, what a fat lamb used to be years ago. You know, so exactly. it's, yeah, 
yeah um so yeah so no that's the story no i hear it it's deserved it's we were we were actually just in class uh last week we were having a chat about it and, and i took the figures off the hdb website just having a look at it mm-hmm. and uh i think a, th- a three an e3l was still 5.99 a kilo and you're like i know that's the absolute perfect grade but like yeah still and this is when we're back on, i know you know, i know I know. It's great. It's deserved. It's, it's, it's required. Not, I know. I think um, it's probably still not enough to meet the cost, you know, yeah. of everything. But I think, you know, as my dad keeps saying, everyone's gone about how this trade for cattle and sheep's been phenomenal. You know, it's been so good since, you know, during COVID and things. And I think it looks so good because it's been so poor, you know. Yeah. I don't think this is a flying trade, but it's just because we've been receiving, you know, bad trade, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and here with with prices of everything else like you're saying i mean fertilizers yeah. what what i mean the impact on fertilizer is the least of the worries of what's happening in, in eastern europe at the minute but it's it's going to have a massive impact on that side definitely. of things well. i know i know definitely it's, yeah uh, if, if we can somehow forget the humanitarian impact that the further impact you know is still going to be drastic and it will be worrying but hopefully from a price perspective either keeps going in the right direction or stays where it is and, and inputs can somewhat stagnate but yeah definitely who knows yeah. i don't understand economics i know you need a crystal ball in this game don't you yeah exactly exactly um so uh beef sheep and animal could you go into a bit yep. more depth and you mentioned the blue text was there which I yeah think, uh, yeah so um so yeah so the farm we're on, it's on a secure tenancy um, with Codder Estate. So uh, it was 1965, my granddad and my granny came here. Um, they were in a previously tenanted unit um, and then they moved to got this chancer down here, um, which is Newton of Budgate, that's our home place. And then in 1976, my granddad bought the farm that we own just three miles up the road. Um, so that kind of expanded things. And then we rent another a third unit on just like a term lease. Um, so yeah, that kind of takes us to a thousand acres. So we're growing about 256 acres of crop, spring barley and oats. So most of it goes, the barley goes for malting um, and then the oats go for milling. If everything works out, you're always <laughs> harvest time. <laughs> loads going, but you know, you're sometimes left um, with stuff. Um, and then we're carving about 160, and then with about 700-ish years, um, and I have my 14 blue texels. Um, I bought my first one in December 2019, yeah. This is my third lambing with them. So, yeah, they've just kind of been built up. Um, and I've got quite a few yow lambs from last year, hogs that'll be coming through. So, yeah, it's, you can see how it expands quickly. And I have a lot of yow lambs just on the ground now. So probably end of this year, I'll be able to start, you know, deciding what I'm keeping and I can hopefully sell some as well. Um how, how are you quite happy with the blue textiles three years on it's obviously yeah yeah, yeah. delighted with them and um, we've got tech we lamb just now we lamb about 30-ish texels um and then my blue texels kind of february and then we start our cross shows on the first of april so we've had dad's had texels since oh god about the 80s i think um he was i uh, he's he's still quite into them he used to do quite a bit of showing with them and things and they used to all be pedigree now we just he's got a few <laughs> couple of pedigrees that run with the blue texels but the rest of them they're just pure purebred but not not registered and we breed our own tups from them so um i just texels they're not as easy lambed um the white texels and that's what kind of <laughs> there was that and just i could see that these were becoming very fashionable the blue texels and i'm actually i'm i think i just got into them in time because <laughs> I've been to Carlisle to that same, you know, I go to most of the sales just to try and get experience and meet folk and um, going to the sales now, the ones I pick seem to be the ones that make like <laughs> three grand and more. You know, so I think, you know, I basically went back to the sale the next year and went to the same pen that I bought my first two out of and they were making like double the money, you know, from the previous year. And they're just, yeah, they're so popular. Um particularly seem to be with, with females as well you know mm-hmm. and, and younger, you know younger ones um so yeah no they're they're great mothers and plenty of milk and the lambs are up onto their feet really quickly um and then there's a commercial kind of aspect to them as well we've actually we used the blue tech so last year for the first time over our yow lambs over the hogs so um they pop out no bother um 
and then we've actually put blue texels, some of my tops that I kept, we've put them onto uh, gimmers, so they'll texel control skimmers, just to get the first lamb out. And then as a trial, we've actually put eight pure texel gimmers onto blue texel, because we know folk like pedigree ones that do that, they'll put a blue texel onto the gimmer just to get their first lamb out easily mm -hmm. and back to the texel. So we're trying that as a trial alongside our cross skimmers. We're trying pure texel to the texel and to the blue texel to see. No, it'll be, interesting. it'll be interesting to see. We, we are Texels at home, but you hear horror stories. And oh, yeah, we've had, definitely. We've had nasty ones ourselves, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's mules, um, make mules, and then we put mules onto the Texel top, and then that breeds our, our own Texel cross skimmers. Um, and then we've, we've actually, we're lambing, what we're lambing, about 90, so about 90 ish hogs this year. There was a few empties. Um, there was actually quite a good. It was a good scanning for our hogs this year because we we used to do hogs years ago and then we kind of stopped for a few years because usually by the time you get to your hogs later in April you're just fed up. <laughs> yeah, so they're <laughs> on a bit of hard work, um, but we've gone back into them. So we're we're lambing hogs, texel cross hogs this year, homebred ones, and then we've got mules out of Castle Douglas. So um, just you know, I just like well, I think last year the gimmers were so expensive to buy in, we just sort of decided if we buy you know, we may as well use what we've got at home or hogs, you know, we're going to get a lamb out of them and, and you know, they, they grow really well, you know, yeah. after and um, they do well. So, so yeah, so they'll um, just kind of, they top one out with them kind of 10 days after the cross show. So, um, yeah, April's, March and April's busy, busy because it's because so Ah, yeah, yeah. No, now, in fact, you know, the first one's just carved just a few days ago and then they kind of blend in into the cows. The cows start kind of, end of March and then yeah so it's all happening sewing as well and <laughs> and that's limousine cattle yeah that's yeah yeah um so limousines my we used to be into pedigrees we still got pures and um, my granddad bought his first ones oh god I should have looked at the date uh, <laughs> one of the first actually up in this area to get limousines he went out to France as well and bought pedigrees so my dad and my granda had a lot of good times with showing pedigree limousines and sold bulls at Carlisle and Perth and things. And and then, uh, unfortunately, we got um, got Yonis in the early 2000s with something they bought in. So that kind of, you know, dad just, my granda, he died in 90, uh, what year was it? God, the dates are going out of my head. <laughs> uh, 1995, he died. So um, my, my dad, he had quite a big handle in himself to sort of... <laughs> At that point, we had over 300 cows and about 1,200 yows, and uh, we were, you know, on quite a big scale at that point. And, you know, the limousines just probably weren't at the forefront. You know, the sh my grand was really passionate about the showing and the sales. <coughs> that probably just wasn't his 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 main object at that point. So, um, and then of course they got the onis, so they were kind of wiped out the limousines. So, um, I think he's still. I think we probably do have still got seen in the store and embryos and things like that but now they're just it's so expensive to try and get back into them at that level so we just got a few and we sell the odd bill from home and uh and and you know use them ourselves you know it's a handy to have a spare one um but you know a few years ago i would have been really into you know getting them up again but uh, just you need a lot of money to get you know into that oh. again now and uh yeah i'm into my sheet my blue texels so so yeah, so no, it's yeah, changing times, I would say. Aye, yeah, no, absolutely, and it's um, I guess I'm moving away from the from the livestock onto the, the arable side. Is it? It's all spring spring barley and oats. You said is that? Spring, yeah, spring barley and yeah. oats. Yeah, um, so that's kind of that would be kind of then that would be that's never really changed. We're kind of fluctuating right. cows and sheep numbers, but that's always. He's maybe maybe growing about fifty a bit more than he would have dad would have before. But I suppose it's like everything. If you if you drop your yows a wee bit, you've got more more land to you know to grow uh, crops. And um, we're not far from the sea at this farm here. We're only God, I think we must be like one hundred and fifty feet above sea level here. Um, right. you know, so we're we've got a lot of we're flat land and then kind of a bit of hill. I not hill ground, but kind of steep. We've got like braes um above kind of stubble, and then uh country doing the farm we own it it's a lot higher up um it can be a different climate up there it's only three miles away <laughs> do you use um do you use drill spread spray harvest yourselves or do you just get um, no we, we get uh got sword in so uh, our neighbor does our sewing um what else is contract sprayers contracted 
and the combine is we used to have our com own combine years ago but you know as things it's staffing as well you know and we've got a full-time boy who's, who works for us um but yeah dad does all the plowing and baling and you know mowing and all that silage everything's done um so John Deere he's got for all that jobs and then a couple of class as well it's more maybe the stock tractor and then a man or two it does all the work every day it's the working machine and um, the loader or forklift whatever you want to call it um so yeah no it's the, the you're kind of that, that 250 acres you're kind of that in between amount of crop where you you could probably maybe have a drill but you just can't quite justify you know I know through in Aberdeenshire there'd be folk would be growing maybe a lot less than that and they would have their own drill you know there seems to be areas where everyone kind of has everything but oh, it's not our, our neighbour he you know he sows his own and then so sows ours so um and it's just that would be another man tied at that time of year when we're in the middle of lambing and calving you know so um just it works yeah yeah and if, if it's your neighbour there and they're only really sowing their own and yours it's not yeah, like that. No, that's right you know, we've got a really good, uh, this community is, is you know, brilliant. Obviously, I'm in another community now with, with, with Stefan, but um, the community in Nairnshire, it's a really close, tight-knit community. We've got good, really good neighbours and, and friends um, yeah. help each other out, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's obviously places this won't be the case, but I think in general, the farming community helps each other out, you know? Definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's funny, different areas are different, I would say. You know, uh, some areas are close knit, you know, close knit, yeah. and, and other areas maybe aren't so much. Um, I feel like our farm here, we're right on a main road, and everyone pops in. You know, there's like there's there's like someone popping in and out to see us, and um, which is nice. Um, and I suppose I think just because we're we're, we're so near the, the main road, you know, if you were in a if you were in a hill farm, you would be seeing as many folk, um, you know, are out the way about. Um, yeah. so yeah, so no, so limousines. Going back to limousines, they'd uh, we've never apart from a British. Blue Bull, um, which we had, oh God, 15 years ago, probably. My dad will probably correct me, it probably wasn't as, I don't know if it would be as long as that. That's the only other bull I've ever known. It's always been limousine. Um, yeah, they're just, they've I've been here. So I think, and oh, I think they were such a big passion of my granddad's as well. We would never want to change anything. And, and you know, they they produce the, you know, the goods at the end of the day in the store oh. Um Yeah. It's funny when you say, oh, my dad will probably correct me. I mean, I obviously film loads of these. And I often will say, you know, our oh, dad's probably saying I'm like 10 off or whatever. <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, well, I actually did think, I was like, maybe if I'd write some stuff down tonight. And then I thought, oh, no, but it's, when you're put on the spot, you actually do, you know, like I should have been able to just answer some of those that you're thinking, you know. And it's funny doing this because I used to work for the Scottish farmer. So that's when I went to agriculture college. I was, um, you know, three three daughters and I think everyone always thinks of oh, daughters oh if that'll be it no one will be interested in the farm and ended up Lynn went to agriculture college went to Oatridge for two years and I went to Oatridge for two years um we're sort of tie I was tying between Craveston and Oatridge because obviously that's Aberdeen and we're actually about an hour and a half to Craveston probably but I just wanted to go a wee bit further because we we're always going through to Aberdeen trip young farmers and things and I thought oh, no I fancy Oatridge because I knew it kind of in Oatridge just outside Edinburgh everyone came from all area, you know, areas um, and well, I'm glad I did do it because I think if I'd been at Craveston, you would have been just too close to home a wee bit, you know, you would never really be out the area. But oh, there was some nights <laughs> when you were going down the A9, you were thinking, oh, it would just be fine just to be going to, you know, Craveston just along the A96. Um, so yeah, so no, so the two of us ended up doing agriculture and although my little sister, she was always really good with kids, wanted to do that, kind of go down that line. She, you know, she is just... <laughs> as we are outside on the farm so you know it was funny you know folks say no daughters but then it ended up you know I I always said to dad you could have three sons that weren't interested in the farm you know yeah. um so yeah so then I went to college and uh I did two years there and then I was off I always wanted to work for the Scottish farmer it was just an ambition of mine I just Patsy Hunter was like when I was younger Patsy would be laughing if you heard that I think I probably told her she was like I ended up being my kind of she was my line manager you know I worked under her and I just said oh I just when I would go ashore or something or a sale I just always said to mom I want to do what she's doing you know she was you know had the notepad out and speaking to the farmers and they offered me a job um just when I was just about to finish college I was just about to finish my HND and uh, they offered me a job so I left Oatridge I just finished and left Oatridge and went straight into a job so I was, I was just at that time, 18, yeah, I would have just been 18, 19, um, 
and obviously it was a big move going to Glasgow. So at that point, I was like tying with the idea, do I get a flat down there? But my mum is a farmer's daughter from Ayrshire, um, a dairy, predominantly dairy, but they've actually beef and sheep as well. So they stay in North Ayrshire. So I just went to stay with them um, because I was always up and down the road. And then I did a lot of reporting in the North area. Um, so it was never viable really to get a flat or anything. So I stayed with them. So I was always, because I'm such a country girl and I never really, I was a bit, I'm, a, I'm quite a home bird. So I thought, didn't really tie with the idea of Glasgow so it worked down fine stayed with my granny and papa and then uh, on the farm my uncle and auntie are in the farmhouse so I worked with a Scottish farmer for uh, three and a half three years was it um but it was just the location I just yeah back up here and it just wasn't working the same so that's when I went I came I finished there and I went self-employed and I built up a really good uh wee business and then of course Covid came so there was no shows, you know, no sales, press couldn't get into any of that sort of things. And the work just vanished. Um, I was still doing odd bits. I do a lot for like breed sites and things. And I thought, oh God, what am I going to do now? So I was just, at that point, obviously we were right in the middle of lambing and that's when my page started. Um, I started my Feeding the Nation, my Instagram page and uh, first day of lockdown. So then work was coming. It was I was getting wee bits in and stuff. Um, I wasn't I wasn't overly worried I knew there was folk in a lot worse situation I was I was still at home and and I was working at home so it was fine and then I started doing odd bits for the mart for A&M like just going to the mart on days and and helping them out the back I like on the laptop at the back and things like that and then I was doing PR work for them anyway they were one of my kind of regular you know folk to, to be writing for I was doing stuff for the website and just you know doing features and things on, on customers and then I was offered they offered me a canvassing role so that's I started canvassing la, uh, last end of, end of April last year and um, so I'm doing that four days and then I'm with the Scottish Farm I'm doing work freelance for Scottish Farmer, Farmer's Guardian, Deep Societies and things like that and Scottish Sheep I'm involved in Scottish Sheep I do the PR for it so so it's sort of like my nighttime jobs and <laughs> Usually I'm off to the mart on a Monday and that's when I'm usually on the laptop writing or things or, or, I'm, or I'm lambing <laughs> um, or on the farm. So, so yeah. It's it's, you, can, you can tell you're a journalist because it's honestly quite funny sitting here. You just ran through the next four lines there. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. I, and I also talk for Scotland as well. Um, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day and it was like uh, all the kids who had to sit in a parents' evening or, you know, you would go every subject in the academy and they would just say yeah I'm just getting on fine but she just can't stop talking <laughs> that was me I was that kid <laughs> yep I was that kid they tend to say yeah. you but you know that was the only difference I used to say to my mum well, well at least I'm not like I'm not I'm not sitting saying nothing you know at least I, at least I contribute <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually quite funny I mean I've, I've sort of went into a career where I am now working with my old lecturers and uh, yeah, they've told me that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know the one that was you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I was quite often the kid that was out of the class. Not, not often, but I was never bad. I just talked. <laughs> but like, I always felt like talking. You, you gained from that. But I can see oh, why it's annoying. But yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, um, I probably went and answered all your next questions. No, it's. it's I've, I'm probably going to jump back to a couple of them, but yeah. uh, no, it's, yeah. it's all good. The the. Also great that you're you're doing some promo work for the Scottish farmer for me. I don't even need to do my own I job. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I just did a feature recently for them on a on a livestock farm um, in Aberdeenshire. So yeah, no, it's it's funny seeing your name back in there at times, you know, because I was, I was there. But I learned so much there. Um, I am really grateful, especially to, to Patsy Hunter. She taught me so much um, when I was there, and and then of course I made contacts there. You know, when I left, yeah. self-employed. That's how it that's how I built up such a you know a good wee business. Would you work alongside Claire Taylor? Anything? Yeah, I did. I worked with Claire for a bit. Um, I'm just trying to work out when I... I left in December uh, 18. So, yeah, I left in December 18 and I started I started self-employed January 19. So, yeah, I was with Claire yeah. for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, she just moved on this week. Yeah, Jared. that's right, to Jane Craigie yeah. Marketing, yeah, which is actually just the... Jane Craigie is just a stone throw from our, from our house, really. She's quite... Oh, really? in Stephen's day yeah such yeah. a tiny world I know. I know it is it is definitely yeah um yeah no but I was going to shows you know we grew up like we did a, 
my dad and granddad did a lot of showing with the limousines back in the day and dad did with Texels and then when we were when we were younger dad was still been doing stuff with limousines and things and then you know to get us kind of into all that we took cross cattle to just a few of the local shows and things that we were it was never really oh we, we got on fine but we're never never near as successful as my dad and granddad were back in the day with their limies but um that going to all that sort of things I was really familiar with bull sales and shows and agricultural things so it, it just all kind of fell into place but you know the Scottish farmer the job but so so you you said um you sort of saw at shows and you're like oh that's the sort of thing I want to do was yeah. it just like talking to loads of farmers was yeah, that the part? Just talking to loads of farmers yeah and I in school I was never a I was never a maths person I was more English I was better at English and I and I, like I loved writing stories when I was little <laughs> so just you know it did follow me through obviously and then I was so passionate about agriculture and I studied agriculture and because like when I started working at Scottish Farmer you know folk like out with the Scottish farmer building and you know out with farmers say, oh did you study journalism and I was like oh no 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 I never you know I, I did agriculture and I think the way the Scottish farmer well the way they kind of said to me was they would teach me how to write and their style you know because every paper's got their own style like I can if I pick up a paper and I you know I see some of the ones that have left from the Scottish farmer like me I can tell it's one of them because we write yeah. similar the ones under parts we write you know we, we wrote fairly similar so I I think it was just no get had the knowledge of farming and just how farmers worked and then they taught me kind of how to, to write. It's quite interesting looking at that side I mean for for you as listening guys if you want to look at Trina's looking at it coming from a uh, learning agriculture and then going into journalism that way if yeah. you go back to our two cast number 30 we had a person called Anna Jones on who went into journalism and moved into agriculture so it's quite ah, cool to sort of okay. see that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. well, it just came out when we were filming this last week, but that'll be seven weeks ago when this comes out, I think. Um, but yeah, quite cool to see that contrast. Uh, yeah. Moving on to freelance must have been quite a jump. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. Um, yeah, I just, it was just, it was location as, you know, location mainly, and, and I was I was up and down the road all the time, and then obviously I was, you know, with Stefan, and I, you know, and I, I was missing you know home and things like that and you know I was I'm so used to driving I'm so used to being bind off heel now but you know I was sometimes down and I'm on and then back up on a Wednesday night because I just report or something on either the end of the week up here and it just yeah it just wasn't viable anymore so it's kind of hummed and hawed and oh, mum and dad says just go for it and I, I kind of spoke to a few folk before like the local paper and the P the Press and Journal and, and A&M and things like that and I put my, my word out and then of course then it was unbelievable like breed societies were getting in touch because I, I met them all through the Scotch Farmer um, and yeah I had I, I'm actually busy again now at the, I'm at the point now like I'm like oh god when am I going to get all this writing done but you just do it you know I actually work better under a day you know if, if, I've, if someone phoned me tonight and says can you write me something for Wednesday I would write it far quicker than if they asked me for it in a fortnight's time you know yeah. um so yeah I know I was I suppose I was quite young to go self-employed at that point but um yeah I did I, I really was really busy and then of course when Covid came I was just like oh for goodness sake um yeah it's oh it's just yeah everyone that comes on this I started this podcast uh, January 2020 but I started interviewing folk in July sorry started the podcast January 21 mm -hmm. uh, started interviewing folk in July 20 and uh, everyone said oh yeah it was going really good and then bang I know yeah oh completely <laughs> I know um so no so Covid kind of it changed things a lot um but sometimes I'm like oh god I probably could have just I would have been I did I still do it it was fine um you know I was at home and I was I was always going to be busy um and I am <laughs> my dad would maybe beg to differ but I am fairly sensible with money you know <laughs> so I, I did have that you know I, I can't uh, I can't save money but I do like spending it as well yeah oh definitely definitely um and then uh then of course it just all it's all fallen into place because now we stay well, we're just in Murrayshire and no more we're the house, Stephens Farms in Aberdeenshire. Um, it's it's uh, Bridge of Morneck, which is just near Hunt, near near Huntley, near Turriff. It's kind of between, um, and we we stay in a house um, just near Rothy May, which is just a wee village. It's near Keith and Huntley, kind of same distance. So it's it's really good for my work. I'm pretty central. I'm not far onto the A96, so I'm I'm about an hour and ten minutes back to here, the home. 
Um, so it worked out fine because when I moved through there, I, I quite often think I would not like to be in the house five days a week on my laptop. You know, when I, it was five, when I was at home all the time living, it was perfect because I would do a few hours and then dad would say, oh, can you come outside for five minutes turned into two hours and there was folk moving about all the time but yeah I think it's I know a lot of folk work from home now but it definitely wouldn't be me I like company and so it's worked out fine I'm on you know I'm in the mart and I'm on the road a lot so I'm, and I'm meeting I was lucky I knew a lot of the farmers through there but I've met so many folk you know and I got to know mm-hmm. neighbours really well through my work you know with the mart so yeah that, that that working from home is a weird one I mean, we yeah. worked from home pretty much the whole time last year and then this year it's sort of I would say for the most part, I'm on campus four days a week, yeah. once at home. And it's quite, it's fine. It's, you get a lot of work done at home on that day. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's but right. five days. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just, I think you can see, I think most folk will be doing a kind of half balance now, won't they? They'll be doing like a few days at home, a few days in the office. But like one of my best friends, actually, she she'll be working from home she's just come back after maternity leave and you know she's gonna have a couple of days in the office and she's like you definitely need it you know you need to especially if you're you're a you know you're a mom it's it can be quite lonely at times too you know um so yeah no absolutely um, oh, um <laughs> headphone users i apologize uh, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned your you were in canvas canvassing no you didn't you said canvassing yeah. uh, could you tell us what is involved yeah. in that yeah so it's field person or canvasser um so you're basically because i work four days i'm usually a friday i'm always in the marks that's um store cattle day um that's the biggest day of the week usually and then the other days sheep can be what we sell um sheep on a tuesday as well and then breeding cattle sales can be on a wednesday so it varies you know different times of year i can be in the mark most of the most days but the other usually at the moment three days I'm out on the road canvassing so basically going out to customers that will be selling stock going to see their stock just you know before they're being sold and and you know just discuss trade and things and then also going on to to other farms to, to try and get the stock into the mart you know um that's you know we've got competitors in the area so you know you've got to try and cover the ground and yeah it's 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 a, like a PR job as well actually so again it, it just clicks with what I do you know um you know with my freelance work um so yeah just um yeah just chatting with the farmers on the farm and mm-hmm. and you know keeping them up to date with things and you know it can be anything you get a farmer phoning wondering what time an implement sale is or can they leave a reserve on something or you know or the next one can be can you come and look at this beast or you know mm-hmm. it varies it's there's a lot of responsibility with that job as well. It's, it's, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I definitely wouldn't go down the. You know, most farms when I started going in about, oh, so you're doing auctioneering as well? You're going to be an auctioneer, and I was like, oh no, that's definitely not for me. I think that kind of, you know, you've got to have it in you. You know, you've got to. I just, yeah, that's not not for me. But I really like the the canvas, and it's it just you know. It, just as I say, it fits in with my freelance work. It's very similar. You know, when I work, do my freelance work, I'll go out onto a farm and I've never met the farmer and I have to write 1,200 words to them, you know, and I just sit with a notepad and I meet new folk all the time. So it's, it's similar. I'm just not writing a story, you know. So are you, you're in the market once and out sort of canvassing yeah, three so times four, a week? Yeah, it's four days a yeah. week. And then, and then it does, it does vary. You know, sometimes I can be in the mart two days a week and then two days on the road. It just depends. But, in the back at kind of November, December, and then this last uh, couple of months, I've been uh, the mart on a Friday, and then three days out out on the road. Um, so usually when I'm in the mart, I will read tags out the back. We read all the, the tags of big lots, and then we key them into the computer so that we've got all the numbers ready for the beast coming through the ring. Uh, you know, ties up with the passports as well. Make sure we've got the right passports, or I can be on the iBidder. It's quite a big thing now. Um, uh, we were the first to do it actually um so yeah i the i bidder is still well supported you know regardless of the mark being kind of back to normal um so, so that has to be manned the whole time obviously it's, it's interesting you say that because i was just going to ask i mean with covid the resistance yeah, how are we going to sell our stock I know, you know, if I know, we can't go I market? Know. well i remember um when covid hit obviously at that point i wasn't i was just self-employed work it's very complicated i was just doing self-employed work to the mart I was doing like the writing stuff for them I was doing stuff for the website and things like that and then I was just doing casual days I would just go in and help them on odd days so I wasn't canvassing at that point but um yeah it was it was really strange um like obviously with my sister working there um I actually remember she went to Caithness um because we've obviously at a mart up there and uh 
she actually st she stopped in by um to get food basically because her and one of the other girls had went up and there was nowhere to stop there was there was not a place to stop between her for food and we were keeping a distance from her because at that point it was scary and we were all in lockdown on the farm we were never seeing anyone but they were they were touching hundreds of passports every week they you know we just thought god she is in a prime place to pick it up so i remember her coming in that day and my mom felt so bad it was at least such a long journey through to Aberdeenshire and stopped in and had food a distance back from us outside and yeah it was very surreal I think there and you know and it, and it was it was scary yeah it was and it's funny looking back yeah. I mean I always when I watch Clarkson's farm there's that episode where they talk about Covid hitting and they've got yeah. that video of London yeah. with yeah. Not one yeah. person walking through I know like, I know That's utter mental. madness well, we went, obviously, we went into lockdown on the, was it the 23rd Wait, of March? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And then we, our cattle were due to be sold on that, that Friday. So we, we were, we sold our cattle the first, the first Friday, the first, the first store cattle sale in lockdown, we, we sold that day. And it was worrying because, you know, you needed the cash in and you also needed the space because, it, you know, we basically sell our stores end of March to make room for the yows coming in for lamb. And we do a bit of indoor and outdoor lambing. I remember one of the neighbours came in. I obviously kept a distance, and we're standing there, and we're like, "God, uh, you know, what the hell are we going to do?" And I, I was like, really worried. But then Dad says, "Well, back foot and mouth." Folk just came onto the farm and bought them privately. But it was more the time that it might take, to, you know, to get them shifted. But then, of course, you know, it just they went. Oh, it was really, it was weird that day. You know, the lorry came and and well, we sold. What would we have sold? We usually sell about 120 stores in the spring, so you know that the lorry came and they went off and it was good Lynn working there she was she was able to stand and watch them get sold but we just watched it on the, the telly at home and and then the next year we were in lockdown as well so we've actually had like many other farmers we sold two lots of cattle um you know in lockdown born in lockdown obviously and sold in lockdown and it, it, yeah it was I remember that it was a worrying time from a COVID perspective but yeah. even at that stage now looking back prices have went in the right yeah. direction yeah but there was this yeah oh shit like this i know could be bad. i know okay. i know i know well we've actually <clears throat> last two years we've had a yeah fantastic trade for our store cattle and um, last year the stocks averaged 283 um and the heifers they were about 277 or something pence kilos so um they've yeah we've had a we've had a really good trade the last two years um but again last year I was at the, at the mart but you know everyone just had to watch from home um yeah yeah no, stranger times, and I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2 cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. I actually meant to ask you something earlier and you just sort of jogged my memory there. Has... <laughs> Where is the market price of, of oats and barley went? Good, bad, similar? <sighs> Mixed. Um, well, <clears throat> with this whole thing happening with, you know, the UK, Ukraine yeah. and Russia, the, the wheat futures shot up to about £250. Um, so I don't know. I'm not really sure how it's going to go this year. Um, it's it's the fertiliser that's the concern. I was just actually asking Dad there. We've got two loads ordered. Um, but uh, it's that the molten barley is... I think my my way, I'd be saying to dad, you know, kind of come off the crop a bit and and you know focus more and build good stock numbers up again. But it's that you need straw and the farm needs the rotation, you know. Um, and then bar barley, we obviously use all our own barley as well, you know, surplus. So, but it's 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 a you're just making ends meet and no more with that, you know. That the time you <laughs> pay to get it in the ground and then you're selling. The monsters is yeah they're a bit of a sore point in this house at times you know they just they they move the goalposts you know yeah as is normally the case and it's yeah. I think you mentioned Russia and Ukraine there it's it's a yeah. a country that maybe a lot of people weren't aware of hugely as Ukraine but from an agricultural I perspective I mean when I, when you think of fertile places the three places in my head fertile crescent in the Middle East. Uh, the plains in the states and the Ukrainian yeah. states, like they're yeah. definitely places. Never, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, you'd never, you'd never think of Ukraine. I know, I know. It's so yeah. That's gonna that'll really. I must admit, the arable side, I don't pay a, I don't not pay a huge attention. But I'm never, I'm not as passionate. It's more livestock yeah. kind of thing. But I just, 
I know it's, it's the, the rotation, especially, you know, with flats and, you know, it's suitable for it. And, you know, we need the straw in that. But I think when you look at the prices involved, it, it just doesn't add up, you know. And when you mention straw, it's cheap either. No, I know. Oh, completely. I know. Straw is, well, there's, there is a fodder kind of crisis at the moment. Farmers are saying they're, you know, they're running out. Um, yeah, silage and things like that's not, not cheap at the moment either. Yeah, um, let's maybe move on from the negativity hmm? and just sit and get yeah, sad. I know, I know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sounding like my father now. <laughs> um, you mentioned about the Scottish sheep. Are you involved in promotion of Scottish sheep? Yeah, and that... the PR, <laughs> doing the PR for Scottish sheep. Um, so I know Robert and Hazel quite well. Um, so it, that's kind of worked out fine as well. Um, very grateful to them because they sort of put my name forward to the previous PR person um, was kind of retired from it so I just kind of slipped in there so yeah it's on the 1st of June when's the 1st of June so um, yeah. hopefully as many of you can come to that it's going to be a really good event Robert and Hazel are putting in so much work to it as, as <laughs> all previous hosts and they just they deserve it so much because obviously with Covid you know the planning started like three years ago <laughs> you know yes yeah exactly <clears throat> Um, so yeah, so it'll be um, it'll be great. I mean, there, there's going to be, you know, just as much cattle and to look at, you know, sheep, cattle. They're great stock people um, and a great location really as well. It's fairly central, Teelan at Dundee, so just off the main road as well, the A90. And you know, from from all from all areas, it's it's quite easy to get to. You know, so yes, yeah, so it'll be really good. But yeah, it's the meetings. They're they've been held in four for March, so I've, I've been going to. Going to as many of them as I can. Um, it's just locations a bit, um, you know, it's a bit further away. Um, we've actually got a meeting tomorrow night, but I'm not going to make it because spring show is on Wednesday. The Royal Northern Spring Show at Thainston, so that's another big day. So I seem to have landed with a commentating job out of the mark. Uh, we all get jobs that day, and I did commentating at the Aberdeen Christmas Classic in December there. So I wasn't too bad at it because I'm doing it again. <laughs> so well, it's it's, uh, it's handy when you can talk, as you say. Yeah. yeah, I know, but you know, saying I can talk for Scotland, but I I don't like standing up and you know talking and you know right. Commentating is quite good because you're just kind of in the background, but folk actually standing looking right at you. And I'm talking, I don't rate that at all. <laughs> My dad did a wee party; he was sixty, just in the garden, and uh, I was the one who said, "Oh, one of us better say something." I'll do it, and I was absolutely myself. I really was. You know, and it was all good family and friends, but yeah, I just, yeah, it's weird. Folk would probably think I could go up on stage and just talk to anyone, but no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally different thing. A totally different thing. Yeah, oh, completely uh, different, yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do think I was looking away for a second there. I was trying to find the name of the farm for Scottish sheep, but I couldn't. What is it? Just for folk listening, they might Lord be interested. That's yeah, it. <laughs> over in Larg, T Lane, Dundee. Yep. Um, so yeah, Robert and Hazel have really built up a really a great business there. So yeah, Wednesday the first of June. Um, they have pedigree limousines, lings, um, few cementals as well, and then they're into cheviots and mules and texel crosses, and they sell a lot of sheep for breeding as well. So blueface leasters as well. So yeah, so there's plenty to see there. Um, is it McNee? Is there certain McNee? Yeah, Robert, Robert and Hazel McNee. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, um, and and for for those of you listening, if you are in Scotland and you're well, if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in farming to some extent, uh, and you're looking for some. Even if you don't work in farming and you're just interested in it, Scotch sheep's a fantastic base. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah, <clears throat> and a, a, one of the. That along with the Highland and all shows and markets and stuff, something that's been missed. Oh, I know, so much. definitely. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, Highland show is, uh, yeah, it's going to be. I would think it'll be. I know they've got to kind of place it differently this year with it with the numbers and things. But um, yeah, Highland show's actually been a family tradition, like many other families. We've, I think, well, the the only year we've ever missed it as children, obviously, aside from COVID, was the year of foot and mouth. We've gone yeah. every year and um, stayed for the. For the four nights, we used to go caravan. We used to show it as well. So when we were younger, my dad would go in the lorry and my mum would take the caravan. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's just been a family tradition. That's where we've, we've met, made a lot of friends there. You know, as as youngsters kind of <coughs> drinking, <laughs> the youngsters <laughs> playing among each other. Then, and that's where we've met, you know, made friends. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's a, great, it's a great event. No, it is. And do you know, I'm 
probably guilty of not seeing enough of it every year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, I think the thing as well is like everyone's always like, how can you go? It's probably different now with work and things like that. And everyone's like, how can you go for the four days? And I'm like, oh, of course, you know, it's just what you do. But you, you, you do feel you've you've kind of seen, you know, you you went you went through different stages with the Highland Show because when you were younger, you wanted away from your mum and dad. <laughs> you wanted to do your own thing. And when you got that wee bit older, it was always like the top area you went to and you spent money and rubbish and pop things. And then as you got slightly older, you went to the herdsman. <laughs> and you never you never saw your mum and dad until the end of the week, which it was time to go home. Um, and then now it's funny, you kind of go back to your mum and dad, you meet up with them and have a drink. You know, it, it just changes. Um, yeah. No, it's- yeah, it's, it's, I guess you, we went, I went with this, I'm just a... Uh, I can't remember the term, an only child, that's embarrassing. Um, uh, we, we just went um, with mum and dad now go, but I'm from an island and they were quite yeah. often getting someone else to sort of do this stuff at home when everyone else was there as well. It's always a bit tricky. So it was more just sort of me going once I got to uni and that. And uh, yeah, the Herdsman was a place we frequented. Uh, yeah, good yep. good times. Um, there's actually just something sprung to mind that uh-huh. I probably should have asked that I forgot. Um, A&M. Aberdeen and Northern Markets. Northern Marks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how many markets is there? Two. <clears throat> Two. Two. Yep, yep. Um, and then there's also Elgin Mart as well. It used to be it used to be a, a lot of people from our area sold at Elgin. Um, but it now there's no like livestock sold there. Um, we hold like furniture sales and things like that there. But again, that's all online at the moment. Yeah. So there's Thainston and then Koi uh, Bray, which is right. what in your wick. So yeah, that's the two. Excellent. Um, around the start of lockdown, you've mentioned that uh, you started uh, posting on Instagram. Now, funnily enough, I started this on the 12th of April after lockdown, basically got really? home. Yeah. I got furloughed on the 28th, so the day that you were selling, uh, yeah. you got furloughed, came home. It was that gorgeous weather, uh, one of the best lambing times I think we've ever I had. I know, uh, oh, I know, I know. And it just, it just made sense. People were stuck inside, yeah. let's yep. post some photos yep. of lambs, yep. and that's where yep. I started. Yep. Were yep. you similar? Yeah, yeah. Um, I it was it was yeah that the twenty fourth I would have made it uh, my account and I just I just knew I was going to be at home full time and I knew it was I knew we just you didn't at that point you knew it wasn't going to disappear you know I think some folks thought oh, a few weeks and then I just thought I was obviously again it kind of tied into what I do and I thought right I'll just start this account and yeah it's unbelievable the amount of people that like comment on it and message me and like, there's folk drive by here apparently and they're like oh that's good in the nation that's so hard in the nation um like one of my friends her cousin had one of my like my best friend her cousin is is a follower and she's got all the like kind of mom her mom friends following and and one of them was passing and I, she was like wanting to pull in and, and come and meet me which shoot off and I'm, I'm like yeah I'm not famous <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm not like I've not got a huge there's some with in it you know 10,000, 20,000 followers, but um, yeah, they're all just, just, that'll be two years come, yeah, two years come next month. I know, I know, so yeah, I just started, and I'll never forget actually the first post I put up, because that that morning, it was a really weird feeling, the road was, I mean, thing was, we were still doing, what well, didn't, I don't think COVID, you'll be a bit the same, COVID really hit us until May time, because usually when you get into May, it's like, all right, <laughs> we've done spring, and then we were like, God, this is what everyone's been doing. You know, we were just flat out as most farmers were that time of year. And always May would be the time, oh, you'd go off on a Sunday for, you know, go and do something, you know, you'd uh-huh. kind of go away for a bit. And then you were like, oh yeah, we can't do that. And then that's when it really, when you got into that quieter period, it really sunk in. Yeah, so I just started. I just was, at that. it was a good time to start it because there's so much happening, you know. Yeah. Some, being away now, I can, a few days I won't post anything. But once I'm back on the farm, I get posting again and it's it's interesting when you say that i mean from a reach perspective lambing time's gold dust <laughs> I know. Oh, it is. Definitely. that is yeah. when you get the and people i i notice as well is that people like they seem to like it when you talk to the camera you yeah. know a lot of people they find that hard to do but i i think it helps because then they can they can engage with you a bit more yeah and i I would just say I think like the reels as well has become such a big thing like I remember making my first one not that long ago and I was like what on earth am I doing but they actually they're like a big big thing now the reels yeah well they're they're sort of like Instagram's TikTok aren't they 
they're like yeah yeah but i hope uh, it doesn't go too much like that way you know yeah. i hope you know this stays the same yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm I started on Facebook and always how well, actually Instagram started three years ago, but I never done it. Yeah. But I started the Facebook and then Instagram came second. It's so much more confusing to do the Instagram side. To be honest, yeah, I know, like, I know, I know, I know exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's great, and I've met I I've met so many folk on it, you know, to speak to, and I've actually seen a few of them down. We go to Carlisle a lot to like that's where we get our limbs and bulls and obviously blue texels and that and i've seen a few of them as well down there and it's yeah, yeah it's really and, and a lot of folk have actually made accounts like myself during covid you know there were, a lot of us did it at the same time or, or, or just after um yeah i'm good pals with mel and um, you know blue texels as well i've known her for a while and and she's yeah she's a bit of a sensation on it and um, we've been on this foreign life yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's, I mean, I speak with quite a few different social media people on this, and uh, there's like a proper community there. It's class. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I had Louise Crowley on recently, who's obviously massive in Ireland, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, loads of different ones. But uh, I've, is, have you felt it sort of brought you opportunities out with work as well? And yeah, I've yeah, it has. I suppose um, I had a few few folk actually messaged me and they were like oh I didn't realize you did this um could you write a piece for me so yeah I definitely have had bits like that and um obviously I was in that article with you and then I was in an article about a year ago in our local paper and uh that morning I just had so many more followers like I know if you were on telly you'd be getting a huge amount of following but just you know just even being in the local paper I had more followings um yeah I'm trying to think what else I've had not had any not done anything too major because I know a lot of them you know they're ambassadors for things and that now um but I suppose I just I don't some days I'm like oh god I, I just don't have the time now you know I'm like yeah. so if you're at home all the time you know you're just doing it but like I'm out in the road a lot shouldn't be on my phone when I'm driving so you know I'm out in the road a lot I can't really be and then the more I usually put something up on a Friday but some days I'm like oh god this is boring but then then you get folk messaging and they're like oh where are you how are you I've heard from you in a while um yeah it's it's a right little community Instagram yeah it's a, and folks seem to care it's like how are you yeah definitely yeah a... I know I know and folk remember <laughs> stuff too like they'll message you and be like oh how's that lamb or, or you know they, they do seem to remember um yeah people yeah. connect with that a lot uh, yeah definitely yeah. we're just a way to sell well we're selling we're selling some we're predominantly spring calving um we used to be when we had a lot more cows we were kind of half and half but i don't know about you but i think autumn calving we just kind of try to dwindle out about it it's just a bit you know they're a bit dearer to keep you know yeah, yeah. Uh, you know for feeding and, and bedding and just you know once once they calve in the spring you don't have long to hopefully hold them yeah. in and they, you know it's quite a long period of time you know if you're calving in the back end but the only benefit of calving in the back end, I suppose, is you get, we keep our homebred replacements. You know, you can keep your heifers in your back end when it's spring. But what I'm saying is we're away to sell back end stores. Just usually I've been finishing them. Used to finish quite a lot of cattle, but we're going to sell some of them store Friday. And, you know, I try to say to my followers, you've seen these born and now you're seeing them sold, you know. So, yeah. Hopefully. Which is a good thing for people to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if they're eating meat and they, they sort of know where yeah, it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did you gain much from that Sunday Times article? Uh, no, I wouldn't have said as much as no, I wouldn't have said as much as the previous article I was in a yeah. year ago. Um, yeah, think as well. Like you've got to. I know it's funny. I know from being on the other side of it. Like when I write everything, I write. I send to the person to read over first. <laughs> just to cover your own back and like you know nine times out of ten if I were a Scotch farmer you'd, you'd pick something up wrong and it'd be written wrong or they would see it written and they'd think oh god I don't want that printed but like I think that Sunday Times it was just put out there you know yeah maybe you'd picked up things wrong I think maybe <laughs> yeah well I mean I, I've I've spoke quite openly about it I'm not going to tell you to say whatever but I've spoke quite openly as has Cami that we weren't happy with how it was written yeah. at all they yeah. made Cami out to look very cocky yeah yeah uh, he is but not like you know he's confident but, but, but yeah. yeah yeah to be honest when I well Kami actually did he replied to what I put up and it was after once I posted it, I thought god I probably actually shouldn't have posted that because I think I he was probably I think what he'd said about my I think I don't think he said anything to my because I would have really written it and I'd be like god I never said that because I know what it's <laughs> like you know that I know Kami wasn't happy about it at all and after it was kind of posted I was like uh, I was like, oh maybe I should delete this but yeah no it's still there no they, they didn't 
it was Cammy's that was the worst, like, oh, no one does more in sheep than me. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I, I can't yeah. actually find it. But um, the, I just felt like the guy, he phoned me on the Friday afternoon and he just did not want to talk to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I actually ended up sort of leaving halfway <laughs> conversation, oh, really? to be honest. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think as well is... You, you definitely need to know what you're talking about because I you didn't know en- enough of what you were writing about and I I know I know when I would have to write a few arable things I would be oh god obviously I know the basics and things like that but I would be having to ask Stefan oh is this is right because if you don't know what you're writing about it's very hard to write you know yes, yeah. like if I, I write about <laughs> all the time and it just comes easy to me I can write give you a spiel through my head what I'd write about different breeds and their characteristics and things like that but if it comes to something you're not sure about and that's mm-hmm. maybe partly mm-hmm. why it came across wrong as well because I well, you didn't know what lambing was so yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. And, I yeah, I, mean, from it, I wouldn't have said and yeah in hindsight I probably shouldn't have posted it I, I suppose I was thinking from my perspective, I, I just had written these Instagram pages are the kind of things that I would encourage anyone to do, you know, yeah. because it helps an industry, you know. Yeah, it helps the industry. And, you know, I even tell my students to do it themselves from a promoting yourself yeah. perspective. Yeah, for that. yeah. Um, I think for, for yeah, for as you say, for a promotional kind of aspect as well for farmers, you know, like I put stuff up about my blue texels and I've had a few folk messaging me, would you have any for sale? You know, it's just like going to a show, it's yeah. a shop window. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so absolutely. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah I, I wouldn't have said it was just ideal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's three for three out of the people involved in it, so we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll move on, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll um, move on. <laughs> uh, no, here, listen, I, I, to be honest, out of the things that I plan to to cover we've sort of covered yeah, it all I mean you you, uh, you somehow read my mind and went through every single bit uh, I, know, I think that again that must just be the, the agricultural journalism yeah just got an idea um but I think you said you've listened to a couple there's a, two, two questions we always finish the podcast with whether you've got to the end of them or not I don't know um they're not too difficult don't worry uh, it's just uh, where do you see yourself in five years and the second question is if you had any tips for folk coming into and sort of answer this in two ways if you want Katrina be it farming and journalism what would Mm -hmm. they be yeah five years um just I would say hopefully successful and happy and healthy I think that is that is you know key key things there um and I just still I'd probably just still like to be doing what I'm doing and and be settled and hopefully have a family and things like that and Mm. yeah I, I want to just try and keep going what my dad and my dad's built up you know I'm just we're just I'm just third generation me and my sisters um you know here um in this farm so yeah just keep try and keep going what 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 the previous generation has, has given us really um in a roundabout way if we can all work it out how we're going to do it we're <laughs> <laughs> saying at the start of the conversation um yeah and yeah just I think I've we've learned in the last wee while um with, with a close family friend um being diagnosed with cancer that health has come in first definitely um and then to, uh, tips for getting into this industry I would say get the experience first um if you can get onto a farm and just find out how it works because going back to college I had a great time I've made lifelong friends like the girls are some of my best friends and we're dotted all over the map in Scotland but I don't actually know how much I would have actually learned. I learned a bit, a bit at college, but you're there for the social aspect as well, completely. Yes. Agricultural. Yeah. I actually think I probably learned more at Scottish Farmer going out onto a farm and finding out how that farmer farms, if you know what I mean. I learned yes. so much more about just, just farming systems. I think sometimes in the classroom, it's a bit too textbook. You know, you're learning yeah. almost off the radar a bit. Oh, I definitely did learn things. I don't get me wrong. Don't not go to agriculture college, but I just feel being, you know, ha- being sort of just hearing it from the horse's mouth. You learn so much more, obviously, and just seeing it, you know. So yeah, I would just yeah g- gain, you know, get get the experience and and yeah, don't don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not the easiest industry to, to get into, no. obviously, is it? No, it's not. It's not. But um, I think this this podcast that I've been doing now, you're number 37. There's been people yeah. that have been born in farms, people that haven't been in farms, and, and there is ways in. Um, and I, I guess the sort of the, the, the textbook stuff in the classroom sort of builds that basis on what you can sort of learn when you go yeah. onto those farms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus that sort of social network you build up is also very important in this industry. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but 
very good. It's been great to chat. Good yeah, to, thank you very good much. Thank you for, for inviting me to do this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hopefully we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll catch up, Highland Show maybe, or, or something like that, yeah. Well, Scott Sheep as well, I take you over there. Scott Sheep, yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. there, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that would be good. Yeah, no, it's, I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts. They're, yeah, they're really good. Um, Thank no, you. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's normally the people on that make them interesting. It'd be pretty boring if I just sat here and talked to an iPad all day. So, <laughs> no, uh, exactly. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so well, Scott Sheep, uh, if you see a bunch of students and me, then that's probably me. That's you. <laughs> so okay, I'll yeah. keep an eye on you. Yeah. Probably, I'll, be, I'll probably be running about that day like a headless chicken. But uh, yeah, no, I will definitely uh, make time to come in. No, good, good. Sounds good. Uh, and for those of you listening, guys, hope you've enjoyed another episode of Articast. Uh, next week, we have Will Rupottom, who you may or may not know of Cow- Cowley Hill Farm on YouTube. Um, he'll be on to talk about starting on YouTube, uh, his clean flock, and that that is uh, not a not dirty flock, that's a breed called cleans, uh, and uh, also he works for a company called Data Mars, which looks at sort of data use in agriculture. So we'll see you next week for that. Well, that's it. Another R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board uh, does take time, Uh, and it always has done, but I've now went weekly, and with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more The Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast, or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better, because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.